Shout out our sponsors, GW Competitions. They run regular draws for you to win different prizes, from cash to Rolexes to cars and all sorts. It's all legit, and the draws are run on Facebook Live and Instagram Live, and you've got to be in it to win it. Good luck. Welcome everyone to another episode of Big Eagle Media. We've got a great guest today. Our first ever couple, I believe. We had a father and son, we've had a mother and daughter, and this is we have, we've had rapping duo. I guess I can call you guys a rapping duo too. <laughs> but, but it's our first ever couple, married couple. Yeah. Yes. It's the Forbes, right? Yes. Yes. So Adrian and Tara. Yeah. I'm giving it one of your real names now. Yeah, yeah. That's no, fine. Fine. <laughs> now good to good, good to have you guys. How was your journey? Good. good. I mean, yeah, I drove. Yeah. He was a bit scared, but you know, ah. I got here. <laughs> yeah, she did that. She did her thing today. Today. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows me. I'm a bit of a opportunist, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. So I do my sort of gang stories, have the gang members and so on. But whenever there's a feel good story that goes viral, I'm like, I need to get them on board. I need to get them on here. Share their story, get to know them, humanize them, who they are. Yeah. So. I came across, I think, your story last week. So I'm maybe late to the party. I don't know how long you guys have been going for. But I saw it and I thought, this is absolutely hilarious because it reminded me of uh, my partner. Okay. Because I was planning something for her um, her birthday and said it was somewhere else and then it ended up being... I mean, it was still nice, nice but it wasn't <laughs> as nice as what I said it was. But he had a brilliant day because it, it, it was a surprise. But it just made me laugh and I sent it to her as well. And I thought, Someone said, oh, they actually got a page. I started following yeah. and I'm addicted. Thank you. We so, appreciate you. We always start from the beginning before we get there. I mean, where did you guys both grow up? So I grew up in um, Battersea, Clapham Junction. Um, uh, yeah, for all my life, to be fair. And um, yeah. I'm from Peckham. Come on. SE50. Come on. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Peckham. I've lived in Peckham. I lived in Peckham for about 14 years and then I moved to Battersea. Yeah. Mom, yeah, so my mum moved us out. But yeah, Peckham. Yeah, yeah. Most importantly, how did you guys meet? Ooh, that's a long one. Condense um, it. So basically, I was at my cousin's house. Mm-hmm. He was one of her closest friends at the time. Uh, my cousin, I was at my cousin's house and the, her phone rang. Mm. I answered it downstairs, my cousin was upstairs and I heard this voice on the phone, it was husky. I was thinking, who is that? <laughs> mm. She's she giving me attitude, like, listen, where, where is she? Where's Michaela? I need to speak to her now. I said, she's not here, isn't it? Mm. Like, but who's this? She wouldn't tell me. She's just like, all right, listen, just tell, tell Michaela Tara called, isn't it? I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> so I ran upstairs to my cousin and go, who is Tara? Let me see her picture. Mm. Them time it's like a 7210. Oh. <laughs> Mad pixelated. Mad pixelated. But I think she had a, a picture in the back of her bus pass. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what you see back in the day. So I was like, yo, I need to meet this girl. And my cousin weren't having it. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, take and it then she invited me to church. Yeah, I wasn't trying to go to church, but my friend was there, so I was like, All right, "Fine, let's go." And then I walked in, and um, I saw this guy. And <laughs> love at first sight, not at all. Definitely not. Not <laughs> yeah. at all. Not well for you. It was, but for yeah. me, it wasn't. <laughs> nah, man. I walked in. It was hot outside. He had on a big puffer jacket, massive afro, sweating, mm. bare attitude, prank calling people. And then he wanted to use my phone because he didn't have credit, but my mum had got me a pay monthly. <laughs> so he was proper rude and I just proper didn't like this guy at all. And then um, 
maybe two months later, yeah. I came back to the church because mm. she invited me. This um, time I got the heads up. Okay. First time I didn't. Listen. Got the trim. <laughs> when I walked Little in, trim. I was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I walked upstairs and it sounds so dramatic, but I promise you this is exactly how it was. I walked in, there was this stained glass and there was this guy sitting in front of the glass window. And it's like the sun shone right on the back of his head. Like an angel, angel Gabriel coming down. Hundreds, hundreds. <laughs> and then when I looked, I was like, raw. He had this Pierre Cardini jumper on, these black trousers, hair cut, you know, the slits in the eyes. I was like, raw. Okay. Did, did you plan that? Did you like, okay, oh, this is the, rap, this the right position to be, the sun's gonna hit you right here. <laughs> I just thought, listen, I'll need her to see me when she comes in straight away. So let me sit here. Yeah, I was impressed. And, uh, yeah. And then I didn't know what to do with myself. So when I walked past him, I slapped him in the back of the head. I was confused. Classic, like, I, I like this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. But yeah, he impressed, and then since then, so what's the first? Like, what's what the first sort of move? Like, is like Tyra, I've been liking you. Can we go on a date? Do you know what? Do you remember? I I just I don't remember, but I remember us being at my cousin's house again. So we went to my cousin's house for dinner. Okay. Mm. I knew she was going there, so I just imposed. Mm. <laughs> I went round, and I I don't remember what was said, mm. but I remember like. <laughs> Sorry, my mum knows it's fine. No, but I don't remember. I bit, we kissed. I just, did we? Yeah, we okay. did. We kissed. Wow. We didn't. I don't. I'm not fast. I'm not one of those girls that are fast. I don't know <laughs> what happened that day. But I remember one time he was like, come here, come here. And then, you know, mm. they grabbed your chin and then he kissed me. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm here now. And then it kind of went from there, mm. I, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and then my auntie had a party on May the 15th. Yeah. That's the foot. And that was in like Peckham Rye Park, isn't it? That was in Dulwich. Dulwich. But it was about a month after. Yeah. Or a couple yeah. months after. But that day, I think that's when we made it official. That's when he asked me out. Be my girl. Oh, okay. yeah. I like that. I like and he that, tried that. to kiss me. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, what did, did I say? This is some stupid Something like girl. the heart. Distance makes the heart grow fond of. So I was so <laughs> shocked. <laughs> I was petrified. Mm. But obviously, I'd already kissed him, so it didn't make sense. Yeah. And then I ran home. I was giddy walking through Peckham Rye Park, yeah. going to the other side. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, to get to where you guys are now, yeah. and I was actually speaking to my partner about this a few, uh, couple of days ago, or people who've been in long-term relationships for so long. Mm. I spoke about people from my school who they met with together, maybe same age, year 10, and they've got three kids and they're married and they're being, like how difficult it is to maintain that relationship for so long, because yeah. that's all you kind of known. Mm. It was, it was, it's been difficult, yeah. 100%, I think. When we were younger, it was probably easier. I don't know why. I feel like the older we've got, we've changed as we've grown. We've that, does that come with responsibilities now? Because when you're young, it's like carefree world, but now there's bills, yeah. there's yeah. living together. Yeah, I, I would mean, say so. I mean, for me, I personally didn't go into the relationship thinking that I'd be Good married to together, yeah. Like, forever, like 15, like you're trying to do your thing, isn't it? But mm. I just knew I wanted her to be my girl. And, um, while, while we were in that, obviously there was ups and downs, but definitely the responsibility aspect of it made it, the lack of responsibility, I should say, made it easier for us. Yeah, yeah. Like, Now we're married, we, if we argue, we have to stay in the same bed. Hundreds. Yeah. It's not going to your mum's, going to my mum's. <laughs> Hundreds. Like, Hundreds. And to be <laughs> fair... Not even no sleeping on the sofa, nothing like that. I mean, yeah, he, slept, he, he <laughs> slept on the sofa, 100%. But um, I think it was as well, we never lived together until we got married. Yeah. Okay. So when we got married, we were like, raw. So I can't just skirt off in my car, mm. try and be gangster and be like, I ain't chatting you, I'm not answering your phone calls. No, this guy's actually laying next to me, mm -hmm. snoring his head off. Mm. I'm vexed, I want to fight. But yeah, I suppose, yeah, maturity has taken 
has played a big part in it. Especially for me, I'd say, because I'm more... I don't want to say I'm crud before people watch this and be like, she's <laughs> definitely not crud. But I will fight. Yeah. So I'll be like, are you crazy? Who are you talking to? Are you mm. mad? And then I'll try and fight. So learning to respect him as my husband yeah. and not as my friend, which he also is, yeah. has been difficult. Is it that familiarity from that sort of bred a little bit of contempt, absolutely, I guess? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. At 15, 16, we talk to each other, however. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Doing little scuff. Obviously, we never punch each other and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, you just mess around. But when you get... When I'm married to him now, I have to remind myself, like, literally, I pray, God, teach me to see him the way that you see him and not the way that I saw him when I was younger. Yeah. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And basically put some respect on his name. Because what is as well, like what you're saying there, because there's that saying that says, love is not just a feeling, mm -hmm. love is loyalty and commitment. Saying Absolutely. that no matter what happens, we're going to stay together because that's what we've, we've said. So when did it come to asking for her hand in marriage? How was that for you? Was it, was you nervous? So the did you expect it? The transition of marriage. So before that, I have to say that I became a Christian at maybe 20, 21. Mm. How did that happen? If not? Um, so I grew up in church, as I said, where I met her, but I, my heart was never transformed. You get me? I, I didn't live for Jesus. I was just doing my thing and I just went to church to please mum and dad on a Sunday. Uh, when I, when I got to about 20, I met some friends who I hadn't seen for a while and they was like, they started going to church. And I was like, them, man, like, mm. them, <laughs> that's nuts. Um, so they invited me, I came. When I went there, it was literally like the pastor who was preaching was speaking to me. Everything that he said, it sounds mad cheesy, but everything he said, I felt like just hot. Yeah. I actually thought that he, that my brethren told him a couple of situations that I had. So when they when he said raise your hand if you need some prayer, that's exactly what I did. It's an overcoming feeling, isn't it? And from that day, my life was like, okay, I kind of see things a bit different. So I, I remember telling Tara, like, you know, I can't do this anymore. No, I can't, we can't have sex, we can't do our relationship no more. I feel like I'm taking you to hell. Mm. And I took that very serious. Mm. But she, <laughs> she was on this thing that like, there must be some girl there that you're chatting 100%. to. 100%. So I'm saying no. Well, was, that, was that strange for you? Like you're thinking, you, church, like, Lord, no sex? Like, Hundreds. Yeah. We had just slept together a couple of days before. Yeah. So how are you telling me now? Oh, yeah, by the way, babe. Um, yeah, this can't work. I'm not dragging you to hell no more. Sorry, what? <laughs> We've been sleeping together for years. You're mm. not going to come and tell me this. So I was defo. He'd been inviting me to church for ages and yeah. I said no. And it's only when he said that, I was like, well, I'm coming to your church. I want to mm. see who's there because that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And then when I got there, I was ready. I'm not, was I not ready? Okay. I was like, come, let's go. I walked <laughs> in the church, ready to do something, <laughs> sat down, heard the sermon. And again, like what he said, it sounds mad cheesy. I was fuming in the service. Like, you know, when you're bobbing your leg because you're angry. And basically the pastor was saying my situation. And I was looking, I was like, are you dumb? This is how you feel you're going to get me to come to your church. Are you stupid? I was like, you're telling this man my business. And then obviously the whole put your hand thing up. I didn't know what that meant. So yeah. I was like, no, there's something in here. Yeah, I want to be prayed for. I didn't mean, I didn't know that meant accept Jesus into you. I didn't know that. Yeah. But then after that, it's kind of like I just got, I don't know. It's transformed basically. And I know that doesn't happen for a lot of people. But for me, I feel like I just kind of came to fight. And then got saved and then um, ended up going to church. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So, yeah. And how important does church play a part in your lives today? It's, it's everything. Yeah, it's our lifestyle, isn't it? You know, like some people use it, use Christianity as an, as an accessory. 
But to us, it's not. What we do is who we are. Mm. So first, I'm a man, but I'm also a Christian. Mm. Uh, and I, and I, I, I kind of live to the standards of that like, wholeheartedly. So, but I think if I, if I wasn't a Christian, if I didn't have a relationship with God, we wouldn't be married 100%. anymore. 100%. No, I mean, period. We wouldn't have ever got married in the first place because we always said that we were just going to cohabitate yeah. and never get married because I'd never seen successful marriage. Yeah. So we got married, obviously. And then towards the four-year mark, I was like, I'm done. Oh, I'm over this, man. And that's because I hadn't kept God in the relationship on my part. Yeah. So if it wasn't for God, there would be no... no so no, meet the we've fans. been the, after getting married, four years into it, mm. you were still thinking that nah, this is it. Like, yeah. What was it just because... Is it too intense? Was it the no, church? We went, was we, we went through a couple things. Like we went through. Um, what did we go through? Just like stress. We went through. Um, what's we go through? A few things. We we're gonna be homeless. Yeah. What else? The car blew up. My car blew up. Yeah. And he just escaped by that much. Yeah. The fire brigade were like, if yeah. he was in there like a minute later. The electrics would have melted, you wouldn't be able to cut out the car. Yeah. Uh, what else? I, Miscarriage. We, yeah, yeah, we just weren't feeling it, each other, man. And it was a lot that of That just piled up into mm. resentment for each other for some reason because it's just us two, do you know what I mean? Mm. And you feel alone and it boiled up into a place where I was like, one day I was like, listen, you better just, I'm going to give you two options, two or three options. Like, you, be, you better res- get behind me and, and respect, f- me. respect me, get out of the house, move to your mum's. <laughs> Or no, you said go back to your mum's till December. Yeah. Or we get a divorce. Yeah, that was it. And my guy really thought he was doing something. He was like, you are married to. And I know with Adrian, for him to say something like that, that takes planning in the head. He's like, yeah, let me make sure I've said this, like this, like that. Not because he's scared or anything, but he's like, he doesn't mince his words. Mm. So when he speaks, he means what he says. And I was like, big man, I'm going to be honest. Um, yeah, no, I've got three options for you. <laughs> Either you man up and then I respect you. You move out and go back to your mother's house till December or we get a divorce. And you know, when I saw his face, his face was like, all that work I put into making that in my mind. And this is what she does. She just flips it on me. But I think it was just so many different little things that had piled up. But I think for myself... I wasn't having a relationship with God anymore. I really dislike going to church again. I didn't, God who? Like, no, as far as I was concerned, I was like, oh God, I see why you didn't give me no kids yet because you knew this was gonna happen. And I was like, all I need to do is drop a couple stones, yeah? And I can get anyone out there if I want them. Do you get what I mean? That was my mentality. Um, But yeah, I think it was all of that. But I think the majority of it was is that I wasn't relying on God at all. And I can actually say the same for you too. I don't think yeah. you where, where did you guys then regain that strength to say, you know what, actually, this is who we are. This is who we want to be. This is who I want to be with and we're going to make it work. So during that time, that period, we, we usually go on a, a marriage retreat once a year with our church. And this time we was going to one in Bournemouth and we didn't speak the whole way there. Yeah. We didn't speak while we were there. Mm. And we didn't speak on the way back. Mm. But while we were there, one of the pastors who was preaching said to me, yo, can I just have a word with you? Did you say something I'd to him? I'd spoken to him and I was like, I'm done. I'm out of this, man. I don't want to be here anymore. So he took me to a side. He goes, listen, bro, I heard there's some things going on. I said, yeah, but, you know, you know it is. And he's like, no, bro, let me just ask you this quickly. And then you make that decision on, on what we're going to say now. He said to me, do you believe that God has given you the most prized possession that he could ever give you? And I had to think, like, that's a mad question. And I thought, yeah, yeah, he has. 
So he goes, okay, if God has given you his most prized possession, what are you going to do with that? That's your responsibility. Mm. And I, it kind of deeped on me. Like, I was like, oh, I've got a responsibility to care for her, to love her. Like, I didn't say I do for a period. I said I do for forever. Mm. Um, and, I, and I took those vows seriously. So when I got home, when we got home from Bournemouth now, I remember being woken up like maybe three, four in the morning. <coughs> and I was like, nah, something's going on. Something's going on. So I went into the front room. I prayed. I said, God, look, I've come to the end of myself. I don't know what else to do. I can buy her the flowers. I can buy her this. I can buy her trade. Whatever she wants, I can buy her. But it's not changing our relationship. The only thing that I know uh, that can reach her past physical is spiritual. So I'm coming to you now. Lord, I need you to intervene in whatever this is go whatever's going on with us. And I prayed that prayer for, I don't know, how many weeks or months. One day we were sitting in the living room and <laughs> it was funny because if, if I was in the living room and she came okay. in, yeah. she would go into the bedroom. Mm. If she was in there before me, I'll go into the bedroom. We just wouldn't communicate. That's how we was living for ages. Mm. One time we were sat watching the, the TV in the living room and we started laughing together. And we both stopped and looked at each other like... Mm, hundreds. And I couldn't tell you what happened, but it was like a miracle. Yeah, yeah. That, I, that was definitely his prayers. I wasn't praying for our marriage. Yeah. I was done. I was trying to figure out my escape plan. <laughs> I was like, right, okay, what I need to do is I remember I started working out. I lost mad weight. I was like getting my revenge body. Mm. I was like... Revenge, there's such uh, things as a revenge 100%, body. 100%. 100%. I got too comfortable. When I get happy, I get chubby. Yeah. So I'm like, nah, 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 nah. And um, I was like, all right, I need to go into another career. I need to make my money. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay here until I can make enough to leave. Mm. And then I remember I'd wake up to him with his hand on my head at like four o'clock in the morning. And I'll be like, you dumb, don't touch me, don't pray over me, you stupid. I'll be like, you hypocrite, <laughs> you this, you that. Like, like when I talk, it's very um, spicy. Yeah. So thank God for you, eh? Because mm. it would have been mad. <laughs> it's very spicy. So I'll be like, are you dumb, are you stupid? Look at you praise and worship leader, but you can't keep your marriage, you thick. Like, don't pray over me. <laughs> and then after a while, I couldn't be bothered to say don't pray over me, so I just go back to sleep when he would I mean, pray. How, how would you take that? Because I had to take, take, take a look to the left, because my partner sometimes is spicy, and as a man, you're like, wait a minute, like, you talking to that? So exactly how, how can you kind of control it's exactly that? exactly that. And just I understand that she's... anger. Yeah. I literally, I was think, I felt so offended. You know, like, so I'm doing this for us. What are you doing? Mm. <coughs> and I'm like, um, I'm angry, but I'm like, nah. I've got, to, I've got to continue doing it because yeah. I believe in, in this. Yeah. So let me continue. Because it, you know. Hey, it must have burnt you though. Of course it was. Did you ever feel a sense of guilt? Like, oh, no. you know what, this is... No, no, it's really bad. <laughs> I was, do you know what it was? Because I've always had this thing where, obviously he's really been my own real proper relationship. But I've had this thing where when I lose my temper, the family, okay, my family are Jamaican and Northern. So, I mean, you, a Jamaican person alone is spicy. Then you go to Huddersfield, then places, it's even more. Do you get what I mean? So we're very harsh with the way that we speak and mm. stuff like that. So whenever I'd speak, I'd always be like, oh man, Tara, go and give him a hug, man. You're bad, man. Don't speak to him but like that. But your ego wouldn't allow your pride. Wouldn't 100%. And it got to the point where I was like, I'm not babying him no more. Are you mad? Man up. Because he's telling me that I need to respect him. And I was like, I'll only respect you if you become a man. Right mm. now, you're not a man. So there was no guilt at that point. Mm. It's only after we sat down laughing when I was watching TV, mm. it hit me and I was like, Rata, you've been nasty, man. 
you've been nasty because it didn't need to go that way. I mm. could have left amicably. I didn't need to disrespect him in the process of leaving. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So I yeah. mean, what what pulls you to that in the sense that where you have to say sort of harsh words? Were you trying to intentionally hurt him? Yeah, yeah. I was. I was. I would. I felt like this whole marriage thing was a lie. Like, we had all the counselling. We had premarital yeah. counselling. And our pastor and his wife have a fantastic marriage. Obviously, they're human, so there's they go through stuff just like anyone else. But when I got married, the guy that... Okay, so the person that you're with, <coughs> you don't know them properly until you live with them and yeah. you marry them. You don't, right. you don't see all of that. So even though we'd been together for years, I didn't know this person that I got married to, i.e. on our wedding... No, after the wedding day, after the hotel, we came home eating food, he's like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna go and put my plate in the, the sink. He's gone for two hours. Where are you? <laughs> he's gone to bed. So you fully walk past the front room to go to the bedroom. And I was like, who is this man? He didn't talk as much. He was, do you get what I mean? So for me, I was like, this whole thing, is you fed me a lie and you trapped me. That's what mm. you did, you trapped me. So I was very resentful yeah. with him. And I mean, obviously time has moved on. Yes. And you guys have been in and out for eight years. Yes. I mean, what's been the, I mean, I mean, we've spoken a little bit negatively, but what's been like the, the best part of marriage? Like, what would you love about being together? Uh, so the best thing I love about marriage is the way Tara encourages me. It makes me have a sense of achievement. So mm. I remember before, before we were doing the full-time content creation, I was a gas engineer. Mm. Um, before that, I was in like teaching for, for many years. But she always like used to push me to do more and more and more and better myself. Uh, I was more stuck in a mindset of wherever you are, you can always work your way up. But she would say, nah, I've got to do, you've got to do that. You've got to move here, you've got to move that. And she, she gives me that encouragement to say, yeah, you can do it. Mm. You get me? So I, I, I really appreciate that from her. Um, even the Meet the Forbes. Now, we, we are pranksters, we're jokers, isn't it? Been doing this since we were 14. Yeah. Way before the cameras are here. Uh, this is how we are. Mm. So, when lockdown came, which is when we started Meet the Forbes, the On first the day, day of lockdown, yeah. I had no other excuse now. We, I was not allowed out the house. Boris said no. <laughs> so when she said, let's film, we actually had an argument. Yeah. And out of the argument, we, <laughs> we ended up looking at each other like, ha ha ha, that was funny. So we thought, let's, let's record it and send it out. Yeah. I had no excuse, let's record it. And we sent it out. Uh, at the time, people were, you know, feeling down, depressed. We sent it out to them and I was like, oh my days, you've lifted my spirit so mm. much. Tara mm. started the Instagram page, the TikTok page. <laughs> I've like, been waiting for this. <laughs> I'm like, who wants to see us? Mm. Like, what? Yeah. But you know what it is? Mm. People like realness. They like the everyday person. They mm. like, because sometimes we look at these stars and celebrities and think they're out of reach, but the everyday person has a story as well. So Absolutely. sometimes people want to know, it's like EastEnders, right? We want yeah. to know what's going on in people's lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for you, Tara, was it a thing that where you, this was something you was always planning? Because mm -hmm. you're watching other people do content, this and that. I mean, you got people like the Cabs family, yeah. uh, Steve the Madman. Was it things that you always kind yeah. of thought it could happen? So I always wanted to do this. I think I started YouTube when I was, what, when did YouTube first come out? Maybe when I was 15, 16. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to start singing on it. And then yeah. I'd done one song and I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Mm. And then when we got married, I was like, age, come do this YouTube channel with me. Like, we can make money off this. Like, yeah. And he's made like we do the way that we are at home and how we are with you is how we are all the time there's yeah. no there's no difference to it um so i started my own youtube which was tara thorpe and one of my students actually sat on the youtube i didn't know how to make youtube mm -hmm. i was like what the heck is this 
Um, and I was like, Adrian, come on it with me. He was like, no, I'm not on it. Nobody wants to watch me. Nobody wants to see us. And I had been fighting him for, yeah, for seven years. Longest. Until he agreed during the lockdown to do it. So I, I was like, we have to do this. So you guys could have been making money a long time. Long, long time. time. <laughs> long, long time. time. But, um, only because of the lockdown is why he done it. And But I think also with the lockdown, it was perfect timing. Oh, absolutely. Because everyone's at home. Similar to you guys, I started this YouTube channel I mean, earlier, but the interviews was in lockdown. Yeah. And because everyone's at home doing nothing, you've kind of submitted yourself now Absolutely. so you guys, so people know who you are. Yeah. I don't know why it took me so long to, to, to find you guys, because literally <laughs> someone sent me, I said, this is hilarious. And I, I went on. I mean, the pranks, you guys said you've always been doing it. I mm -hmm. mean, how did it start in regards to, okay, let's feel more then. Okay. Um, I can't remember what the first prank was. I, I can't remember well, I, that. I remember one, and I remember where I was. I remember I was in college, and she said she was pregnant. I was like, oh, yeah. no way. <laughs> oh. I, I, you know, like, I started thinking, like, what the hell Bearing in am mind, I going to say to my parents? mum's the church woman. It's like oh, evangelist like, My mum and dad Jonah are in the Ford. church. Yeah, man. Like, I'm like, what the I hell? remember I, that. I'm like, what am I going to do? Mm. I remember where I was. I was on Wonders Bridge going to Fulham. I remember I sitting there thinking, oh my, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to run a bank. Right, I'm going to run that West. It's done. Um, and she let me, she let that joke go on for what, the whole day. Yeah, wow. I let it sit for the whole day. He had irritated me, so I pranked him. I wasn't out here trying to trap a man. Um, but I tried to irritate him. And then after he was like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to talk. And I was like, it was a prank. I'm only joking. I mean, how did you feel at the time when you said it's a prank? Because you must, your, your head would have been going everywhere. And you, sometimes you get to a point of realisation, actually, I'm going to be a father. I'm going to take my responsibility. Yeah, it was kind of, I, I did that. But when she said it was a prank, I was relieved. <laughs> okay. Super relieved, didn't it? Super relieved. But I thought, okay. Okay, I get it now. So, yeah. okay, one deal. And that was it. From there, it's been a tally. Mm. So much so. Who's winning? Me. Well, she is. Always me. Always but do you kind of know now a little because because uh, no, I'm high alert. So mm. this is what this is the thing with pranks. Uh, you can't do it when you're both on high alert, isn't it? Mm. Because there's been times we've done it and it just flopped. Yeah. Obviously, we don't put them ones out. Mm. Yeah. Um, or we might spot the camera. Yeah. yeah. So now we've got our ways of doing it. And like the subway one, you wouldn't fit. She would never have thought I'm going to take her subway. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> do you it's know what it is? Because he's very romantic. So he's the kind of person that will be like, babe, I love you. Put in a nice dress, we're going out. So I was like, raw, okay. Mm. And then, so I never expected it. But I feel like because we're around each other all the time, every single day, when people are like, how did you not notice? Mm. Well, this is what we've been like since we were 14. <laughs> but I guess now as well, because you've done it so much in your, your higher nobody's going to care now, even if you did plan it now or script it. Because to the point that where, for example, blue therapy, right? Mm. Yeah. We all kind of knew in the end, it's that not, yeah, it's yeah. not yeah. real. However, we're entertained by it, mm -hmm. just like yeah. EastEnders or just like any other sort. Mm -hmm. So it's a thing that where you might get to the point of where you run out of, not pranks, because you kind of both know, okay, we're a high alert, mm -hmm. let's actually script it, because it'll still work, people will still watch it. Or is it, does it come, me, does it feel natural? It's, it's, I, we ring on authenticity. Yeah. So I remember what, I've always watched pranks. As soon as people started doing YouTube pranks, I mm. was onto them, I'd be giggling in the corner. He's like, what are you laughing at? He's like, it's fake. How do they not know? It's <laughs> fake, it's <laughs> fake. <laughs> But I feel like for me, if it's not authentic, don't put it out. Yeah. Just just don't do it. Because that's something that we stand on, is that we try to be authentic and everything. Now don't get it twisted. Sometimes I'm just like, if he hasn't re reacted in the right way to a prank or it's not flopped, sometimes it might, I'm like, oh, I'm really 
come, can't we just act it out? Mm. And then it's like, nah, it's not going to work. It's You can't fake it. You yeah. can't fake a reaction. You know, when people are like, oh my gosh, I never knew. Like, mm. it, it's yeah. just never going to work. Do you get what I mean? And in terms of the emceeing, was that something you both was always into musically? <laughs> we both like music, love music. She's yeah. actually a singer. Okay. Yeah. Like, she's been singing for years and years, like mm. professionally. Um, uh, and one of the things we do is perform in concerts for church. Okay. So, I, like that video is organic. We do that in the car all the time. Have yeah. carpools, go mm. for a drive, drive to Brighton, playing bare tune and just yeah. vibes it out. It's just that we recorded that one, put it up for. But no, I've definitely, I've definitely, I don't know about you, well, you wasn't the kind of person, but back in the day, there used to be a group called DWL, which was Dogs Without Leashes. Dogs um, Without Leashes. Yeah, so okay. that was the boys, and um, it had my friends Charms and Drives and, um, what's his name? Uh, Sapa. Yeah. So those are like Fulton Heath, oh, right? Yeah. And then you had GWL, which was Girls Wrecking Lives. Okay. And I was in, God, my mum, I'm so sorry, mum. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Girls Wrecking Lives. And I used, so his cousin, Michaela, how we met, I was her younger. So okay. I was younger, devious. I was like, yeah, I'm younger, devious. What? And I used to write <laughs> bare bars. And you know when you get the um, the school workbook and I'd write bare bars, I'd just be like this in class, like, what, I'm going to make it out of the ghetto? You mad? I'm not staying. I'm getting out. I'm getting out. And then um, my mum put me into a private school. She said, I need to learn. She said that I'm not going to Centre and I'm not going to Waverley. So I need to get myself together. And then I met my friend Charms. Shout out Waverley though, because my sister went there. She yeah, she's done, done well, she's done well. But my mum just knew if she put me there, mm. I'm done. I'm finished. Because I I don't and I, I never used to I don't like authority. Yeah, I don't. She's got a major problem with that. And that's why my mum was like, okay, I'm gonna have to work my ass off to put her into school. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But um when I went to private school, I then met my friend Charms. He's passed away now. Um he was in a group called Kid and Play. I don't know if anyone yeah. knows about back in the day Kid and Play. Famous G man. Yeah. Oh was it off Rave, Rave Bagel, Bagel King. King. Yeah. <laughs> and he passed away. But he gave me the name Cookies. Okay. So I was rolling around like cookies. And then yeah, I used to rap all the time. I wanted to be I wanted to be a spit. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be the first girl. Mm. Are you crazy? I'm gonna be that one girl in the group of all the boys. <laughs> Didn't really work out that way. Um, and then I decided to sing, but it's always been something that I've loved. Do you get what I mean? So I guess everything's kind of coming full circle because you're kind of, I guess you're always kind of wanting to be in the entertainment industry Absolutely. and it's all kind of like coming to fruition now, Absolutely. I guess. I mean, what does the future hold? And is it a thing that where your, your own show? Because mm -hmm. like I said, these the Katz family, when I, when I, when I first... Um, met um the the the, the father mm. we actually went on a shoot together mm. and at the time he didn't have that many followers and now they've reached like a million they're on yes, steve harvey man. show the other day so i've seen them on sky for yeah. adverts and like, is that something that you guys are looking to get the hundred sponsorship 100 percent facts um hopefully yeah. we'll be on a screen mm. someone some everyone the nation's screen <laughs> like we've always had this thing for like my wife and kids and we were like okay. no nah, let's do our own little version but mm. our south london version mm. do you get what i mean mm. like, we've always wanted to do that um yeah i mean i can't go back to sitting behind the desk again mm. i've mm. never i've never performed well in a job where i have to sit behind a desk yeah. so i'm like hopefully we'll be in people's screens. Yeah. So you guys things. are doing this full time now. Yeah. So the thing that where you've taken the risk and say we're quitting our jobs. And That's it. You know what? It reminds yeah. me of a parable, but I ain't into it. But yeah, sometimes you need to say, you know what? I'm actually gonna quit and take the risk, and cause you only live life once, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, with with 
with TikTok, is it a thing that where you guys post daily or we like every couple of days or how does it work on all your channels? We post twice a day yeah. on Instagram and TikTok. So yeah. 12 and 6, we're posting. Yeah. So TikTok 12 and 6, Instagram 12, 30 and 6, 30. So you guys have sort of got the whole mathematical yeah. when's the best time. What so works on. for us at the moment. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it's working. Yeah, I mean, we're being consistent. There's been times when we've taken a break. Yeah. Um, and we've seen, you know, no, not real, no real success. Yeah. So now we've been consistent. It's like, yeah, things are taking up. No, yeah. Cons- consistency is key because as soon as you take a break, the next couple is going to come up and take your spot. So you need to make Honestly. sure you stay right. on top of it because everyone, people will see your success and go, oh, actually, we're quite funny that. at home too. <laughs> I mean, we're not that funny. <laughs> we're, fair, so we're, not, we're not a friend. I don't believe you. <laughs> but no, but honestly, like, I love the story you guys have told because like I said we're in a journey in ourselves where we've just got recently engaged so mm-hmm. to hear the realness and truthness coming from you guys is something that actually encourages me and that pushes me like we are going to make it work Absolutely. so if I guess you could do anything differently in the relationship what would it be? Oh I think I've said it to Adrian, I don't think we should have got married when we got married. Um, I had all the premarital counselling. Everybody that was married was telling me, look, bloody, bloody, blah, you need to be like this. But I wasn't ready to be somebody's wife, even though I thought I was. I had, I was gassed by the ring and then <laughs> gassed by the whole, oh yeah, so be my wedding day and this person ain't coming and this person ain't coming. And, and it's just going to be me and him and we're going to, you know, instead of going to work, we'll be like, babe, let's not go to work today. Let's stay home and watch movies. <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't that. And I realised that I didn't take it as serious as I should have because when we watched our wedding video, I was chatting to my maid of honour, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Whilst the pastor's like, yes, the bride and the groom come forward. Like, I just, I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't spiritually mature enough to be married. Yeah. And thank God that we're still here eight years later. Because you guys were early 20s, right? Yeah. 23, 23, yeah. 23. And thank God that we're still here because a lot of people get married and they're not still here because it's tough. It's hard. <coughs> um, but what I would say is um, never stop saying sorry and never stop forgiving. That is, that's just, that's how it works for me. Adrian, I'm going to come to you. Do you yeah. think women find it hard to say sorry? I personally don't think they find it hard to say sorry. I believe that they don't think they do. They, they, they just they're don't think they do wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I literally believe that. What? They're in their head like... She hasn't got a problem with saying sorry, but I'd be like, what about other million things you did? Like, mm. and you don't think... And then she'd be like, what are you talking about? That was all you. Uh, think, in my head, I'm like, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, she had... If she, if, she, if she feels that she'd done something, she had no issue with saying sorry. Yeah. But if she doesn't believe, she'd be like, and look at me <laughs> okay cool I mean most importantly have you guys got the call from Charlie Stuff yet to come and do a fight in the booth we nah, haven't not yet he not did, yet, he, not I, yet. Charlie what's going on man <laughs> uh, he linked us up in the DM though he did, he did message us and yeah. say, like, I mean he, he posted us. us yeah posted us twice appreciate yeah. the love but no man I'm ready to get in the booth Charlie is it, is it a thing that where because you know, you've been a singer you've been a musician per se you might go in the studio and actually record your own actual song through the back of this. Is that something, another angle? I mean, I never thought of it. When we posted the video, because obviously it started with a prank. Um, and then when we actually posted the second video where it was what I had written, and then people were like, no, she needs to get in the studio. Mm. I was like, no, I didn't, no, mm. I didn't even think this was going to go viral. I had no idea. 
there's sometimes I'm driving, I'm like, no, I could actually could do, do it. But sometimes I think you're 32 years old. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, I say this, right? There's no age limit. But I think uh, today I went to go and talk in HMP Brixton to do mm. And there's some people who are there that saying they're going to come out and maybe get back into rapping. Yeah. And sometimes within you, you kind of frown upon it like, you're going to start rapping when you're 36, 37. Mm. That leaves to the young people. Yeah. But then again, why not? Who is anyone to tell you what mm. you feel in your heart that you can do? Try and it works. Try Because no one stops a rock and roll artist. It's true. No one stops a soul artist. It's it always true. seems when it comes to hip hop or ground that people say, oh, no. Nah, it's true. Yeah. So go, go for it. Are you going to be the, the hype man of the concert? I might background? have to. I'd be the husbander. Yeah? <laughs> no, 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 definitely hype man, not husbander. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a line somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> definitely hype man. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'll give it thought. It's not something that I have ever thought to take seriously at my age. Yeah. I think I'm more into just meet the thoughts yeah. and just doing that. And then if, if that spins off on the side of it, then fair enough. But I'm definitely a singer before I, I, um, I'm I spitting bars like, the, yeah, or doing gram. Singing comes first. But right now it's meet the thoughts. And of course, so what, what has always been kind of your passion? My passion? My, so I, st- I grew up in like acting, dancing. So like I've always been performing. Yeah. Um, but I kind of lost the passion for it when I... You know, as a young black guy, when money's a struggle, you're like, you turn to other things, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then you just go down that route. Um, but as I said, when I got saved at like 20, 21, um, that's, I gave everything to God, like just said, look, I'm gonna do this. And I'm, I didn't really focus on the career aspect uh, until I got into the teaching side. So yeah, but I mean, like, do, <sighs> meet the Forbes is like, I would say my passion at the moment. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Cause it's, I enjoy it, it's not a chore. Yeah, absolutely. The moment it becomes a chore, it's like, mm, I think it's, it might be time to give this a rest. That, that's the most important thing you said there, that it feels that yeah, you're not working. When, mm. when something that you do doesn't feel like work, it's an amazing feeling. Because I, I go through it all the time. I mean, I think you guys are going to be very successful. Thank you. Just continue to be consistent. You guys got a beautiful love story and I'm here for the journey. Thank and yeah, yeah, guys, keep it going, man. I'm a fan. So whatever Thanks. you guys are doing, I'll definitely be supporting and reposting too, man. Appreciate, appreciate it, man. It. Any last words for your fans that are out there right now? Um, share, keep following us. Share um, it to your mum, your uncle, your auntie. Yeah, man. We're just trying to be that positive black couple in the UK because we don't see that represented. I was going to say, that the, the yeah. Instagram is called relationship goals is that something that adds a bit more pressure do you know why it doesn't for me because we're not we're not perfect Mm -hmm. so we have always said with our social media we're not about to be and this is no disrespect to those people but the molly mays and the tommies like that's just not it like we will tell you that we argue we will Mm. show you that we argue we don't hide it so we're not perfect he gets on my nerves i get on his nerves but i love him and he loves me Mm -hmm. so a relationship, I don't necessarily call myself a, myself a relationship goal, but a relationship goal is knowing that no relationship is perfect. Mm-hmm. I think also, because we get all the fun side, mm. would it ever be a thing where you would put the, the arguments out it, or is that too intimate? We've, no, we've, we've, done we've it. had sit down conversations there on our YouTube yeah. uh, about the challenges that we've faced mm. uh, in, individually and as a couple. Yeah. Like we said, the homelessness, the car blowing up. We've spoken, we've spoken about we've spoken about it and to be <coughs> fair there's sometimes where we will get into a mini argument mm. and be like no that's not how it went and he's like yes it did and on camera <laughs> but we won't edit it out no, because yeah. that's what a real relationship is yeah. do you know what i mean so yeah. i mean I'll, I'll let to touch on a subject if, if you guys don't mind mm-hmm. in terms of just said there in terms of miscarriage that's something that's i guess very hard and very personal to you guys yeah. mm-hmm. 
is 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 having children something that you think will kind of cement your family and give you that I, I guess that 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 complete that journey if if I say I wouldn't say complete it but I think it's a bonus yeah. like I would love to have a I would love to have children but if we don't I wouldn't I don't I don't feel that I'm with, like I'm I'm hard done by. Yeah. You get me? So I wouldn't say it's complete without children. Yeah. I feel complete now. You get me? Um, it was me, Tara, at the owl, not me, Tara, and a child. Yeah. So, yeah, children's a bonus for me. Yeah, I mean, with the whole, at the beginning of our marriage, I thought that I need to have a child because that's what you do when you get married and we have our own little unit. But right now, I'm so selfish. I'm like, Adrian, <laughs> even with us having kids, if you don't mind me saying, I'm like, the reason why we will have a kid now is because he wants it. Mm -hmm. And I'm never gonna take that away from him. But I love living selfishly right now, like going for a drive to Brighton at three o'clock in the morning. Or, do you know what I mean? Those little things. But I don't think it completes a marriage. I don't think it completes a family because he is my family. Yeah. Like he said, we come before there was a child. Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, what you just touched on there, like <laughs> about in regards to having that freedom, mm -hmm. it is something that you kind of miss sometimes because we was up until three o'clock in the morning because she would not go wow. to sleep. She would not go to sleep. We're like, go to your room. No. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's, it is a crazy. Sometimes, so enjoy the freedom <laughs> while it lasts. Yes. But they do, there are also blessings. But guys, Absolutely. honestly, Thank you guys for coming and Thank I really you. appreciate it. And that's another big ego media podcast.